Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Talking USMLE podcast. My name is Dr. Paul. If this is your first time visiting, let me take this opportunity to welcome you to the show. Whether you're in pre-med, med school, or you're just looking for some tips on productivity, inspiration, motivation, and becoming successful, you're in the right place. Before we dive in, please do me a huge favor and let us know how we're doing by leaving us a rating. Five stars if you're enjoying the show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Dr. Paul. I'm here with Dr. Stavros. Today, we are going to be answering some of your Reddit questions. You guys submit awesome questions on Reddit deserve awesome answers. So that's what we're going to get to today. But before we dive in, do us a huge favor, hit that like button below, subscribe, set up notifications so that we can send you all of our new videos. All right, Doc, let's dive in and we're going to talk two questions today. I'll let you do the first one. I'll do the second one. You can read it and we'll discuss. Wonderful. So the topic, the, the title is, I wanted to ask here to please consider to help. So I live in a third world country, post-Soviet, and I have some questions about USMLE. All right. I finished my first year. To be honest, our education is terrible. I have to use other resources so I can actually learn something. I want to prep myself for step one. My parents said that they will support me financially. Here, I don't know anyone who passed step one or USMLE. There are rumors, quote unquote, in parentheses, that nobody passed. I've heard it is hard to get in decent branches. They don't choose third world countries, etc. I don't know what to do. I really want to try. But at the same time, I have to teach myself every single resource that I need to know. So please help if you have any idea about these. And a little further down, I am so sorry if my language is not clear. Okay. You want to attack this, Doc? You want to sure. Go for it. So the simplest thing to do here, in my opinion, is to find a U.S. curriculum. So just go and literally Google any med school. You could do Harvard's med school curriculum. See what textbooks are using and put yourself through the same sort of curriculum. So if you are, let's say in med school and you're doing anatomy, use the, I think they're still using Netter, use that book, use um, whatever pharmacology book they're using, whatever physiology book, use those books, go through them slowly, take notes, create your own PowerPoint slides because you know, you're gonna wanna have a way to review this information. But if your education is terrible, as you say, you're going to need to put in a lot of extra work if you want to get ready for step one. Now, I wouldn't say study specifically for step one because that could get you in trouble. You need to build a foundation. The best thing to do is just what I said. Find a curriculum, follow it. This could take you two years to do because basic sciences takes two years and that's full-time study. So it could take you two, three years, but that'll set you up for success on the step one. Then once you've done all that, then you can put yourself through a more dedicated step one period. That's what I would suggest for this scenario. What do you think, Doc? Well, I agree with you. I've, I've had the opportunity and the honor to talk to many students um, abroad from Ukraine, from Russia, uh, from Asia, different parts of Asia. And they've said very, very similar things. They have a four, five, six year curriculum and they have a passion or they at least they think they have a passion. They want to come to the States. So that's the same common denominator. I said, well, you know, you have your curriculum, you might have certain classes you're doing month by month, year by year, but you have to parallel what we have here. Because if you wait six years to finish and then start studying at that point, you're looking at another three, four, five years because there's no way, like you just mentioned, to study because your school, they're doing their best to teach you medicine. 
USMLE is medicine, but it's a different style, meaning you have to learn the foundation and you have to be a good test taker to know how to attack these questions. So take what Dr. Paul said, guys, and you can definitely do it. Just parallel the curriculum, start studying, review on a daily basis, and reach out to those that can help you, especially in the States, because we know the system. And, let, and, you know, reach out to us. I'll put a link in the description below. Uh, we have a residency roadmap program, and we take students like yourself and walk them through every single step. So instead of trying to figure it out on your own, we will be there to walk you through this. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, you can click that link, book a call. We'll talk you through it. Um, and you said, sorry, if my language isn't clear, your language is good. I wouldn't worry about that. But uh, go to Google, find a U.S.-based medical curriculum, get the ball rolling. Okay? Sounds good. All right. Let's go to the next question. FMG, IMG, trying to match into a good surgical residency. Will good step scores give me a good chance? I'm currently a U.K. medical student. Take it away. Okay. So I appreciate the fact that they're reaching out to people on the Reddit platform. Surgery very competitive. Um, not only good step scores, you need exceptional step scores. But again, if you watch our videos on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all over, you know that when you apply for the match, there's a lot more involved. But yes, you have to score very high to give you a better chance, ideally, but there's a lot more things involved. So will good step scores give me a good chance? The best step scores will give you the best chance, but then it comes into your resume, personal statement, what have you done? as a, as a uh, uh, highlighted candidate for, surg for surgical residency. And that's the whole point. I admire and I, I, I love the fact that you're in the UK. I was talking to a student just the other day that's planning to join the program from UK. Check the curriculum because again, what you guys do there might be slightly different than we do here, um, but you have to do your research. You have to definitely know exactly what you're doing, how to study for the USMLE examinations and really score the highest possible to be competitive with the people out there who are applying for surgical residency day by day, week by week. Yeah, I think that's uh, about as good of an assessment of this question as you can give. Yeah. I don't really have anything of value to add. I think that was a, a great response. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, yes. I mean, a lot of people we've talked to uh, from the UK and a lot of students actually leave from the States instead of going to the Caribbean or from Canada to the Caribbean, they go to UK, they go to um, Ukraine, Russia, which is actually amazing. I, I didn't know that until I've been talking to so many students recently. The curriculum, many schools, they, 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 they have in English. Other times they also speak their own language. I mean, whatever, whatever country you're in. So it's actually quite challenging to be able to take a class or courses in, in, you know, in that, that home country's language. So mm -hmm. it's up to what they do, whatever they want to do. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next question. Question is, week in farm. Hey guys, I was wondering if anybody, anybody, anyone has some good tips for improving in farm. I keep forgetting them and they don't stick. Thanks and good luck to everyone. Farm, you gotta know your farm. What do you think, Doc? What do you think? There's a couple things you could do. Repetition is gonna be your best friend when it comes to things you can't remember. You just, you know, the more you see it, the more you write it out, the more you say it out loud, the more you're gonna just remember, the more it's gonna stick. I would recommend a couple things. Number one, I would get a study partner and drill each other on farm concepts, number one. Then I would drill each other on you know, listing the drugs within each category. I would do that. The next thing I would do is get myself a nice big whiteboard. I got a big one here, I always use it. Um, 
and just write things out again and again and again. Some people write on paper, some people get smaller, little erase, dry erase boards. You need to write things out over and over and over again so that you just burn it into your memory. Um, so study partner, burn it into your memory. And then you can just repeat things out loud to yourself. You can film um, or record things, your notes into your phone. And then when you're on the go, when you're going to the gym, you can listen to yourself. Uh, whatever you can do to repeat yourself again and again and again. Index cards is another good idea. Anki cards, of course. Just do things where repetition is going to come into play that will help you master the information. So a quick, I mean, everything, everything you said is exactly what we tell our students. You, you can't be afraid. I mean, I didn't like farming medical school and that, that hurt me slightly, but then I realized I need to know that for the board. So I just had to do exactly what you just said back then and have an iPad. So I just wrote everything out. I still do. Mm -hmm. I like concept of paper. But you have to just draw, use mnemonics if you have to, whatever you need to do to retain the information, because it's not easy. So accept the fact that it's, it's a lot of <laughs> drugs, know the roots, know the endings, know from, categorize them like microbiology, know exactly what you need to know, and just hammer it in your head. You need to memorize a lot of information, and eventually it comes to you by repetition. You know, when you finish and you do well on your boards, you could, you could look at your iPad, your iPhone for certain references, but you need to know this for your exam. So study. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, one of the bigger, one of the bigger uh, issues people have when they have trouble remembering or improving something like farm is they're just reading it. Right. They're just reading it again and again. And that's not going to help you stick. You, I mean, I had the, pro the same problem with uh, the antimicrobials in, in farm. I just, the stuff yeah. wouldn't stick. Writing it out though is complete game changer. Um, whether it's on a whiteboard in a, in a book, like you said, um, I would I would start with that. That's going to be the best thing to do because once you've written something so many times, it's like writing lines. You know, like when you at the opening of The Simpsons, he's writing lines. If you write the same thing over and over and over again, that's going to burn into your memory. You're going to close your eyes and see it. That's what you want to get to because you know sometimes you got to just you take drastic measures to do to get through an exam or to you know master something for the boards. And if it's you know if you got to write out the uh, ACE inhibitors 500 times to remember them then that's what you're going to do if you want to get the, the points. You got to do things like that in your weak areas. We all have weaknesses. You might have to work 10 times harder than your, your study partner to get the same grade, but you do what you got to do. And, and you know, repetition is your best friend here. And that's why when you talk to students, like one student asked me the other day when we were on a one-on-one live Zoom session for the residency roadmap program, they asked me, how, do I, how many days should I spend to study biochem? To study farm and I'm like well I can't tell you how many days because I can probably do it in two or if one because I would spend 20 hours doing it if you can only devote yourself two hours versus four hours plus how big of a chapter does that topic have how many questions does it have in the U world so again you can't really take someone's formula you do it until you know the information it might take you longer but you said this before dr. Paul it's quality over quantity you don't want to speed up through a process and be like well I did it in a day but I don't remember anything. So what have you accomplished? You actually wasted 24 hours. So I'd rather take three days to know the information and then rev myself up because this is a topic that's weak in my, my schedule. That's all. Just be honest with yourself and just do the work. Do the work. Honest with yourself and do the work. Those are, that's very good tips. Love it. You want to do one more? Let's do one more. Why not? All right. Let's go click this one. All right. So, uh, Title, which one is better? Oh, I read online med ed or divine intervention podcasts. 
I have about 3.5 weeks left. This was posted a day ago by hope to match. Okay. I won't have time to do both. Which one is better or would you recommend? So first of all, when I read this, kind of got under my skin. I'll tell you why. You're really comparing two different things. Online yeah. management, whole curriculum that has videos, amazing videos, wonderful uh, questions and notes. Divine Intervention podcast is a podcast, okay? So the reason why I say that is because some students feel that by listening to podcasts, it's gonna help. It could help you, but how could you be able to really build the foundation of medicine? So you have 3.5 weeks left and you're asking us, which one should I do because I can't do both? Maybe you should have asked this a long time ago because you have to plan your time out. You can't just say, well, I have four weeks to go. Which one do I do? What I would do is I would do online med ed specifically because you can categorize the topics if you want. Again, step two. So cardio versus anything else. And then when you go into the gym or you're going to go walking or you want to relax, sit on the balcony, take that downtime and fluff it up and fill it up with your podcast. That's what we do, Dr. Paul and I. We listen to audiobooks. I recommend mine. He recommends his. Whether I'm walking my dog or doing this or going shopping, I'm always listening to something because knowledge is power. It's priceless. It's key. So online med ed, do that. Podcasts, when you have your downtime, fill it up. I would study as much as possible, especially if you only have 3.5 weeks. If you have more time, please, those listening and watching, schedule your time more effectively. You know, you're comparing really two different things. And unfortunately, it's not the same at all. So that's my, that's my uh, info, my advice. I'm just reading some of the responses here, which I disagree with uh, wholeheartedly. No. Um, so this question, <laughs> I would, if someone asked me this to my face, I would have a dozen questions to ask. First of all, like, what have you been doing for the last two, three months? How's your foundation? What did your last NBME result tell you? Have you done a UWorld assessment? Have you done UWorld? Because all of those things will dictate how I would answer this question. Okay. I'm going to assume that because you're 3.5 weeks out, that you're just asking about a last minute study tool, which I would recommend neither, to be quite honest. Um, online med ed, like you said, is a curriculum. You shouldn't be going through a full curriculum a couple weeks out from your exam. Right. Now, if you are asking what's best to learn so that I can get in exam shape, it's too late, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, I don't podcasts are not designed to be um, replacements for traditional learning methods like questions, like an actual curriculum, like doing your clerkships. You have to make sure those things are in place. And also, you know, I, I, I've we've interviewed dozens of students, and one of the questions I always ask people is, "What resources did you use, and what was your strategy?" Because resources without a strategy is not gonna get you anywhere. Just like a strategy with poor resources isn't gonna get you anywhere. So I always ask, what have you used for step two CK? The overwhelming majority have said, of course I did my clerkships, I used UWorld and I used online med ed. I personally didn't use online med ed because it didn't exist when I took my CK, same for you. But I always get data, analyze it, see what the results give me and then make a decision based on that. I don't just say, I don't just ask strangers what's better based on subjective opinions. I say, what did you use? How did you use it? And then what did you get on your exam? Online med ed has overwhelmingly been the more popular tool, so to speak, for step two CK prep along with UWorld. So if you are in this scenario, 
those are the tools we recommend because it's helped the majority of our students. Um, and I have nothing against divine intervention podcasts. I've never listened to it, but I've also over my last 10 years, never ever heard about it until just a couple weeks ago, nor have I ever heard someone say, I listened to divine podcasts, divine intervention podcasts for my CK prep. And I got a two fifty. There's no data. There's no objective measures by which I would ever suggest using a podcast. Now, in a year from now, if dozens of our students say this podcast is the best and I, I listened to it and it was super helpful, I will start recommending it. Until then, you got to go with the tried and true. Otherwise, you're basically just, a, a, you're a guinea pig for something that's relatively unknown. It's my no. opinion. I mean, you know, I'll give you an example. When, when we talk to students, a lot of times we ask students to book a call because you can't answer this question. We do in our best to give like a universal kind of really a broad spectrum answer because again you don't you don't really know too much about this person but that's why we have to ask those questions because i can tell you my sister studied she did online med ed videos only and she did qbank she did very well in ck but you don't know her foundation you don't know how hard she worked you know in her medical school and in her clinical rotations and how you know how she sacrificed day in and day out to really learn everything in the hospital so when you ask somebody about this versus that what if you had 50-50? What if 50% told you online med ed and 50 told you podcast? What are you going to do next? I would try whatever I think or the, what's most popular and see if it's good for me. Because if I have a student tells me, Dr. Stavros, I don't like this course because I just hate it. Why would I advise you to do it? Because statistically, you'd probably be upset, bitter, angry, and eventually not do the work. There's so many resources out there. You have to try the one that's ideally the most popular one because that really fits most of the people's schedule and it works really well. But you might hate something, which is great. It's not a problem. Move on to the next source. That's the whole thing. But don't try to find the shortcuts, guys. Don't try to figure out what, what the best is to, to cut time. I hate when people say, how do I do it in less time? You can't do it in less time. You can be efficient in business, right? How can I, be, how can I finish, fix this project in half the time? Unfortunately, medicine doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It depends. Can you absorb the material quickly enough? Can you read fast enough? Can you understand the material? Because if I can tell you you do this in a half hour, what if it might take you four hours to do? Because you're just not there yet. So please don't get shortcuts. Don't find ways to cut time. You have to put the time in, build your foundation to score high. Also to know the material, right? This is a future in medicine. It's not just a test to say I'm done. You mm -hmm. need this medicine, especially step two CK. It's not like step one. CK is much more involved with diagnoses, right? Treatment and everything or diagnosis for the most part and exams and everything, so. Mm -hmm. we have yeah, no. yeah, we could we go on and on, but yeah, we have reached our time limit, so um, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, you know, some good questions today. Um, it's a tough one, you know. There's always new resources that come out, and students are guilty of shiny object syndrome. They want the newest thing. Newest Just item. like, Whatever. they want the newest thing because my friend uses it. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta, until something is really proven to provide results, which I just, I have a real hard time thinking that a podcast is a good study tool, aside from just maybe rote memorization of facts. But if, 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 if listening to something like repetition of facts is gonna help you learn, I would say make your own. Make your own MP4s into your phone and then just listen to yourself. At least then you can control what you're covering. You get, you identify your weaknesses from your NBMEs and then you can create content based on what you need help with. 
because there's a lot of like, I mean, I don't know how many podcast episodes there are, but let's say there's a hundred just for argument sake. Um, what are you going to scroll through a hundred to find the things that will help you the most? It's not very efficient. You talked efficiency. That's actually the anti-efficient strategy in my mind. You need to pinpoint what's going to help. That's why online med ed, like if you're weak in cardio, you can find cardio, right? So keep that in mind. Love it. All right. Hopefully that was helpful, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us on Instagram. I'm at Real Dr. Paul. You can reach Dr. Stavros at Real Dr. Stavros. Thank you all for stopping by. Hopefully that was helpful. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, guys. Thank you all for listening. I hope you found that to be helpful. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Real Dr. Paul, and you can follow Dr. Stavros at Real Dr. Stavros. I hope you found this episode to be helpful. If you did, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and leave a review so we know if you're finding the show to be helpful. We thank you for listening to the show. We know that you could be anywhere right now, but you've decided to spend your time with us. And for that, we're forever grateful. Thank you all for stopping by. We'll see you on the next episode.